multi-sensory would be like right now if you're sitting at home and you're watching TV. Just imagine this thought with me. You're sitting at home watching TV and you want to take a look at your bank account. So multi-sensory would be like, what show would you be watching if you were sitting at home watching TV? Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip, and they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times, giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fun That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners, you're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today. A returning best ever guest, and because he is a returning best ever guest, we're not going to hear his best advice ever. You can just go to episode number 580. The show is titled How He Traded a BMW for a House and Masters Memphis REI. So if you're curious about how our best ever guest today, Brian Harris, traded a BMW for a house and why he did that, then go listen to episode 580 today because it's Saturday. We're going to talk about a challenging situation, a sticky situation he was in and how he overcame it so that if you come across a situation similar to this, you'll know how to handle it. Brian, how you doing, my friend? Absolutely amazing, man. Thanks for having me on the show, bro. Hey, enjoyed it the first go around and had to do it again. Looking forward to diving in a little bit about Brian. He is the owner of Homes for 10K and he's a real estate mentor. He's built several multi-million dollar businesses from conception to eight figures. By age 27, he owned and managed an eight-figure real estate portfolio, including over 120 properties. He's based in Memphis, Tennessee, with that being said, Brian, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and then tell us the sticky situation you were in. In a nutshell, a little bit about me is, like you just said, man, I've had some great businesses and I've lost some amazing businesses as well and had to restart from scratch. And I'll just kind of go into that a little bit more. With that being said, one of the worst things that I feel that happened to me, but in the same breath, one of the best things is the economy, the 2008 recession. I remember being in a hotel in 2008 and the news station said, 
America, welcome to the official recession. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, it's not a recession, I'm balling, you know, I'm balling, man. Like, but I was in a city where Memphis, Tennessee, where there was a ripple effect. So I didn't feel what was happening until like a year or two later. But make a long story short, I ended up losing everything that I had built. Most of the houses and all of the things that I felt that defined me. And what I learned from that, what I had to learn from that is myself. I had to look at self. I had to look at, it's not the economy. It's not anything around me. There are people still making money in this economy. What about me caused this? And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that we all can learn. Instead of pointing the finger, everybody knows when I point the finger at you, three are pointing back at me. So I could point the finger at the economy and say, the economy did this, the economy did that. But more importantly, what about me changed? So I realized that my way of thinking had changed from an abundance mindset to accumulate six-figure months, seven-figure months. It changed and shifted from an abundance mindset. And I noticed how my thought process has shifted to a lack mindset. I had stopped investing as much as I, I had started holding on to money, which means that I was a little bit more afraid because of the things that I was starting to hear was going on. So I held on to money. I wasn't aggressive anymore. So there's a lot of things that I did. So what I did was I used that time as a time to redevelop myself. And by redeveloping myself, I learned the importance of looking at the cause, the C-A-U-S-E. The cause of everything is the way I think. And I knew that if I wanted to change my future, Joe, I had to change my now. And the way I did that was I literally went into a different mindset of, okay, I know I'm right here. I've lost all these houses. My bank account is damn near dry. I know where I am physically in this moment right now, but you know what? I can choose to be in a different place at a different time mentally. So what I learned how to do was visualize. I read a book called The Master Key System. Everybody knows about thinking grow rich, but I wanted to learn the art behind visualizing. Now, some people say, man, you can't just sit up and meditate and make things happen. <laughs> no, you can't, but <laughs> you can't, you know, just can't sit up and hum all day. But, but what you can do is, is that's the start of my day. So I've implemented this ritual to where at the beginning of my day and at the end of my day, I see where I want to be. And I literally live in that mindset. I live in it. So what happened was I love people like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. I'm huge fans of those guys, the great ones. Even Conor McGregor and what's his name of the guy, Tom Brady. Huge fans of these guys. But I researched these guys. Conor McGregor wasn't out then. But I researched these other guys, the Olympic athletes, and they talked about how they used the art of visualization to win races. And they talked about, and I'm going into detail about this, but they talked about how the same muscles that were fired in the race that they used to win, when they visualized, they hooked them up to these machines, and those same muscles were fired in the visualization as if the body or the mind didn't know that they wasn't actually running the race. And so they said the people that did these visualizations, it was like 80 or 90% of them more won more than the people who didn't visualize. So my thought process was, if they did it in sports, I can do it in business. So what I would do is I would visualize myself. I did a video on my Facebook page, too, about this the other day, bro. Like, I visualized myself being at three, four, five $500,000 a month, right? 
and I made an image of my bank account to where I didn't. I stopped looking at my negative bank account, like the the zeros, right? I stopped looking at it and I changed the image of my bank account, how it looks on my phone, and I did it, painted whatever, and I put it on my phone to where it's almost as if like that's the only thing that I've seen. And so it was like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and it, whatever I wanted at the time. And what's crazy is. I remember being in the moment and I included all my senses, meaning my eyes when I was in that moment. And I'm talking about how I came out of, I was in that moment. My eyes would see it. I would pay attention to what I should be hearing at that time. I may have some Jay-Z playing in the background, like balling, you know, or (laughs) I I would include what I'm smelling, the leather of my car or the cologne that I wear. I would, it's called a multi-sensory Google this multi-sensory visualization. And it talks about when you include all of your senses in, the visualization, it magnetizes the moments to you even more. I can go into that in more detail, but in a nutshell, that's what I learned how to do. So I do that every morning for the moments that I want to create. And what happens is when I'm standing in those moments in my physical body, when it actually happens, I'm able to look back at how it all marveled, meaning the valleys, the peaks, the ups and downs, the circumstances, the people that were presented to me to make those events occur. I don't have to worry about how that's going to happen. All I had to do was focus on the end result, even in the darkest hour, even when it's at its worst, like, oh, man, this shit isn't going to work, right? Even in those moments, I'm still able to go into my mind and have a readily available end result to implant in my brain when the bad stuff is happening. Somebody says, well, what do you do when you have a problem? Or what do you do when you need money? Because I'm human. I've been there before. What I do at this point, dude, it sounds crazy, but I go shut myself off in a room or I go hop in a car and I have these things I call audio visuals and I play it until my phone starts ringing or something happens. Now that doesn't say that I don't work my butt off. Like I don't put things in place. Like I don't market. I don't prospect. I do enough of those things to where I expect the harvest from my activity. So I have a, a huge prospect. I can't control a person signing a contract to me. I can't control a person selling me their house. I can't control anything. The only thing I can control is my prospecting. So on a daily basis, I prospect like 200 plus people a day, whether it's through social media, whether it's through me going to restaurants and networking, whether it's me meeting up with pastors, attorneys, lawyers, doctors, I prospect 200 plus people a day. And I know that in a five-day time frame, which I give myself to work, that's 1,000 people a week, 4,000 people a month, 48,000 people a year. From that 48,000 people, I know that I can expect a 3 or 4 or $5 million a year. Mm. If I want more, I prospect more. So my efforts, uh, my visualization, it also matches up with my ground. So I don't go out expecting a major harvest if I haven't done what I'm supposed to do on my seed planting. The seed for me is the thought. Once I plant the thought, hey, look, my body is going to line up and do the activity that it takes to bring the things that matches up with my way of thinking, whether that's a grind or whether it's something easy. The thing is, I don't think about how hard the grind is because, once again, if it's something that I truly want, it's not a grind. It's something that I want to do. And, uh, man, I know I probably ran over my time, but that's it, bro. That's that's how I can. I like it. All right, let me ask you some follow-up questions. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. So one question that the best ever listeners might be wondering is you lost it in the recession. You bounced back. Where are you at now after you've done all this in terms of just business success? 
I did a video, like I said, on my Facebook wall just yesterday. And so I have a couple different businesses, et cetera, and I have different ways that money comes to us from real estate. But anyway, so one of our merchant accounts, I got a 1099 in the mail. And so I really hadn't, you know, until tax time, you really don't really, you keep up with your numbers and polio, et cetera, but you really just don't keep up with in, in detail. So I get the 1099s in the mail. And so here I am thinking like, you know, I want to get to a million dollars a month. You know, I, man, when I get back to $500,000 a month, I'm rolling, baby. And so I get these 1099s in the mail. And this particular account that I had, I hadn't opened it until the end of October, and so it was November, December. So it was, it was a 1099 for November, December. And I'm not going to tell my business anything, but, dude, so I almost came to chill bumps and tears because I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, like I'm in the moment that I was visualizing. It, it's like that sometimes. I'm standing in the moment of how it feels to know that I made that much a month. So in a long story short, man, some months we've had $400,000. Some months we have $500,000. Here in the last, I would say, six or seven months, it's been very explosive. A lot of things have changed in the economy, new presidents, new administration, new laws and regulations going into place that support and benefit real estate investors, hashtag Dodd-Frank to be exact. <laughs> so a lot of these things are being lifted that's going to cause the economy to loosen up again. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not going to bust in the future. We know that. It's a cycle. But... Where we are right now is one of the greatest times, and I feel like this, Joe, I feel like knowing that I not only survived, but I crushed the recession, right? I refused to participate in that full process of that recession, and I crushed it. I feel like I crushed my goals. I may not have crushed my goals to a billionaire, right? But to my own personal goals, I said I had crushed it. So I refuse to participate in it. So knowing that and knowing, okay, my dad told me he's 75 years old. He said, son, if you survive and you did what you did in that cycle, he said, when it comes back, he was like, you're soaring, dude. And so like now, yeah, when the recession comes again, I know what to do. It's like I know how to conquer that. I like how, like an amazing game plan. And you know what? If that doesn't pan out the way I want to, I'm sure I can come up with something else, bro. I'm that confident, not only in myself, but in my God-given ability to come up with greatness. I feel like all of us have it inside of us. Just for my own clarification, say $400,000 a month, how much of that goes towards expenses? Me, I have a low overhead. Like, my team, we only pay out on commission. So if they kill it, they eat it. Everybody operates the same way. Unless, if they want some residual or some income, they recurs, they buy properties and uh, buy themselves some income-producing properties, like I do. But I pay on commission on some of my expenses are super low. So meaning if the revenue doesn't come in, nothing gets paid out. I don't do mailers. The majority of my leads come from either referrals or a huge referral system that we put in place, like I said, the prospecting, or the Zillow technique that everybody knows me for <laughs> from around the country. I do a lot of leads on Zillow. And uh, so my expenses do, honestly, uh, I would say from a marketing perspective, like I said, I won't count the commission as expensive. I would say I'm roughly looking at about five to $7,000 on the high end for some months and then on the low end. $2,500 to $3,000, and that's including my websites, my tools that I use, yeah. And that's like that. not that's not including the commission you pay out to your team on the deal? No, that's not a community. Like, let's just say, like, for instance, the average commission, let's just say a house sells for $15,000. My average commission out on that is, let's just say, $2,000, a little bit over, you know, sometimes 10%, sometimes 20%, depending on which pay scale they're on. So you're talking about off every $10,000 that I make, I'm taking home and pocketing, like, eight grand profit to the company. 
All right, now I want to ask a question about the multi-sensory visualization. You do it every morning. The bank account goal, for example, you had an image of 500K a month in your bank account. How do you make that multi-sensory? What specifically were you doing? Multi-sensory is understanding the five senses, the eyes, the ears, the sight, the eyes, the ears, the taste, the touch, the uh, all that stuff. So your fingers, your smell, your yeah. nose, and your ears. So multi-sensory would be like right now if you're sitting at home and you're watching TV. Just imagine this thought with me. You're sitting at home watching TV, and you want to take a look at your bank account. So multi-sensory would be like what show would you be watching if you were sitting at home watching TV? That's going to be playing in the background while you have your head down looking at the image on your screen, which is your bank account. That's being displayed to you, right? So it may be sports center planning in the background. So somebody said, well, how can you hear in your mind? You do it all the time. Think about like a song that you hear. A song that you hear in your mind, you play it over and over. You know, like it's like you can hear the tune, et cetera, but there's nothing playing. So it's the same thing. So you can hear things in the background. It could be kids playing. Include that in your visualization. So I may hear my son talking in the background or sports center or music playing in the background. I may touch the screen and move the screen with my fingers to a different screen to see the details of my statement and my visualization. So that's the touch, my eye, my smell, my favorite meal while I'm doing this. So in my visualization, I make sure that I include distinct things that I want to happen that would include my senses so that my physical body, I want to make myself come to tears almost when I'm visualizing. I want to make my heart rush and flutter with excitement. I want to affect my physical body now in my visualization. You know, you wake up from a bad dream and you wake up and your heart is racing, you're breathing hard. Yep. That was all a dream. The same way in your visualization, you want to be that deep and that engulfed in it to have it manifest faster. That's awesome stuff. I have a letter that I wrote to myself from 10 years from now, and it describes my day in detail. And my fiance, Colleen, did the same thing. And it mentions, you know, that this podcast has over a hundred thousand downloads a day and I control two billion dollars in real estate and I have been recognized by Junior Achievement as a lifetime giving back award, things like that. And we have each of ours printed on the dresser so that every morning when we wake up we can see it and it's right in front of our face when we get whatever we need to put on. And after this conversation, what I'm going to incorporate are some of the other senses in addition to simply reading it. Perhaps there will be some music playing that I'll associate to it, maybe some celebration music as I'm reading it, and some other things. I'll have to think about it, but you've definitely inspired me to do that, and I appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Well, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Well, I'm going to say the easiest one is reimentor at homesfor10k.com. That's my email. I'm a big person on Facebook. Like, I do a lot of Facebook posting. My fan page is Brian Dollar Sign Harris, and it's the actual simple dollar sign. And I can't accept any more personal friends. Also, Instagram, the Brian Harris, and uh, homesfor10k.com. Go check us out. Subscribe. It's free. And, guys, that's how you reach me. Sweet. Well, Brian, thanks for being on the show. This was a lesson in, as you said, 
regardless of what happens with the economy, it wasn't the economy and it isn't the economy. It's about us as individuals. And I love your your sentence where he said, anytime I point a finger at you, three fingers are pointed back at me as a cause. So it really is us. And that's something that I think we all can use a reminder every now and then. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, man. I look forward to it. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Do you want to learn more about the real estate buying and selling process? Learn to earn passive income with the cash flow guys as Tyler Chef and his team discuss their secrets to creating cash flow. Check out the Cash Flow Guys podcast at cashflowguys.com. That's C A S H F L O W G U Y S dot com.